Hey, Peppin. Yo, yo. You know, I've been thinking a lot lately about how you're a pervert. What? You're perverted. No, I'm not. Yeah, you're definitely a huge pervert. You're one of the most perverted people I've ever met. What? No, 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 I'm not. Everyone else is perverted. Not me, though. Wait, what? <laughs> no, Nate. I'm going to convince you over the course of this episode that you are, in fact, a pervert. Just bring it. Oh, we need to talk. back so glad you guys could join us i am here once again with my best friend nathan pepin how's it going pepin not a pervert <laughs> glad to hear that you're doing well i am as well thanks for asking i don't care about your feelings now so nathan talk to me about how perverted you are see that is a fallacy you are trying to get me to admit to it by explaining how perverted i am but i'm not going to do that because i am not perverted okay let's 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 talk so if you see a butt you're looking at it right well it depends on what kind of butt but yes in general yes that see you see what i mean but everyone looks at butts no you're saying if there's a butt you're looking at it so so imagine this imagine you're in a classroom right mm-hmm and you know you're just kind of minding your own business and there's some plumber dude who's like you know kind of overweight you know whatever and he is fixing something in the classroom and you know just to the side and the teacher's talking about something super fun like uh chemistry Mm. and then the plumber's just kind of bent over and he's got the stereotypical plumber's crack okay like no matter how much you don't want to look at that you're gonna look is there enough crack for the whole class yes yes okay and, and girls will be looking at it. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to be looking at it. The teacher will be looking at it as well. I mean, I, she'll act like she's trying not to, but... I vehemently disagree. You disagree? Yes. Why would you Why would you be purposeful? Okay, so there's a difference, and I want to make this clear, between happening to notice it because he bangs on a pipe and you look over and you're like, oh, man, there's a crack, and fucking staring it down until it's absorbed into your brain and it's all you can think. So it's it's not that you, so it's not looking over. He's in your field of vision, like just looking straight forward at mm-hmm. the teacher or the front of the classroom. Mm-hmm. You can see the crack in your peripherals, and just because of that, you know you're like, you're paying paying like attention this way, you know straight ahead. But you're still gonna see that thing in your peripherals, and you're gonna try not to pay attention to it, but you will. I would uh, prop up my hand on my face. So, and put my elbow on the table so that I was propped up in a way that my head tilted just a little bit so it wasn't in my peripheral anymore because I'm not a pervert like you. See, it's, exactly. That's what I would do as well. So there was a time back in high school when there was a girl named uh, the Bagel Monster. Okay. And she was sitting next to me during class, and she had uh, just oh, like so much cleavage showing that I could see it like sitting next to her. Like It, it was just kind of that bad. Mm-hmm. So what I decided to do was I had a hoodie on, I put my hood up, and then I kind of pulled the uh, the roll of strings, mm-hmm. and that way I couldn't see it no more. That was my solution to that problem. But it was all you could think about. Uh, with it being there, it's, it's like if you ever see like an old woman out in public, mm-hmm. and she's got like a whole bunch of cleavage, or mm-hmm. just a little bit of cleavage, like you don't want to see that. You don't want to look at it. But if she's talking to you, it's like you're seeing it no matter what. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to see that. But if I could, like you know, put my 
like blinders up or something, you know, that would be something I would do. And, but it's just like a chasm I fall into. So let's say that, so I'm making a claim here that you're a pervert and I think that you're kind of proving my point. You're taking what I'm saying and you're perversing it. You're changing it into something completely different, like a real pervert. So no, no. Uh, is that the definition of per- pervert? Perver- perverting? Like perversing? What? Is that yeah, a word? yeah, yeah. No, that's definitely the definition. So the definition of perverts is to alter something from its original course, meaning, or state to a distortion or corruption of what was first intended. And I think that's pretty much the MO for every conversation we've ever had in our entire lives is I make a claim and then you completely twist it in a way that it's no longer we're talking about the same thing. So I would say I'm not perverting anything to do with boobs or butt crack I or anything like that. I 100% disagree. Boobs and butt crack are 100% sexual. <laughs> oh, my God, Nathan. There's no perversion going on there. And also, everyone else agrees it's all sexual. So the fact that we all look at boobs and butt crack is not bad. Wait, wait. Everyone else agrees with this. You're making a claim for all of humanity that they agree with you. So even someone who's asexual, who is not into the boobs and butt crack, will agree that boobs and butt crack are sexual. Not that they're attracted to it, but they're sexual things. If they see a boob and butt crack, they're going to be like, okay, I, just like, put that away, please. I, I, I disagree. So a woman breastfeeding in public, to you, that's a sexual act. So I'm not saying that a woman breastfeeding is sexual, right? Because that is an act, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're going to ask if the boobs are sexual, the boobs are sexual. Now, do they have a sexual context in this, in this instance? No. So, like, so, so it's not fair to make a blanket statement that something is something if there are contexts where it's not. It, it, it can be both. Quantum mechanics. I'm not disagreeing that there could be situations where it is sexual, but I'm saying that in general to say that a thing is this specific thing all the time and then to also say that in this instance it's not is by in and of itself a fallacy. Well, it's kind of, kind of talking about the act versus the thing. Like, are boobs sexual? Yes, they're also non-sexual in a way too, because they they have a function beyond that. So breastfeeding is one of those functions. Is that not the primary function? Well, no, no. Well, y- you could say yes, but no, because this is where it gets kind of confusing. Because boobs, particularly, they're they're they have a function of you know feeding the child for breastfeeding. That's their primary function, but they also have a secondary function of being a sex- sexual selector. So. Women with, you know, particular breasts, which are able to, you know, say, uh, feed babies better or more, are important to males choosing. So that's something which is selected upon by the males or, you know, females or whatever. So it, it's a, it's both. It's all, it's like, it's never just one or the other. So like being fit and strong, that's a sexual selector because it's someone who is, you know, able to survive and kind of get by in the life. But it's also a selector for, you know, just general fitness and kind of just actually living. But but that's not necessarily true. Like maybe back in our monkey brain era, yes, that was the case. But I think that in 2018 with our, our super advanced brains and, and our ways of looking at things completely differently, we're able to circumnavigate the monkey brain and see things much differently. I don't think that huge breasts are attractive. I'm literally on the opposite end of the spectrum. So the argument wouldn't be that huge breasts are attractive because that's such a because it's it's not that the bigger the breast the better because that may not be true. It's more about the quality of the breast I would say or the because because there's a whole spectrum of different kind of breasts that might be better for nursing an infant and the ones that might be not as good. So what you tend to 
what tends not to be good are the ones which are kind of saggy, kind of more resembling older breasts because older breasts are not able to feed the infant as well. Whereas breasts which are able to, to feed an infant, it could be small, big, large, you know, whatever kind of shape and size, it doesn't quite matter. It, the measurements being made is, could this support an offspring? Could this support a child? And that's the sexual kind of a selector there. I think for you to say that the that, that in any way has a, a bearing to a to everybody is completely off base. Well, yeah, probably. I mean, but you know, general statements. That's see, and that's what you always do is you take these general statements and you apply them liberally as if they apply to everything, and that's just not the case. Well, everyone is a pervert, though. Okay, please explain that, Nathan. You look very proud of yourself with that statement. <laughs> I'm really excited to hear how everyone is a pervert. Steep. Pervert. Okay, explain. So I think everyone's kind of perverted. It's just that we don't really admit it very much. I mean, it's, it's kind of the theme with like uh, comedians is they talk about how everyone's kind of perverted in their own ways, and you know maybe we're perverted in different ways, but you know it's like we have these thoughts on the inside of ourselves that we don't let outside. So uh, my my claim is that you are by nature perverted. Like you can't help. That's just how your brain works, is you take something and you twist it into something else. You pervert everything as a filter in your brain. That's just natural for you. I mean, isn't that true of everyone, though? I mean... No, I think a, the majority of people take things as they understand them and, and try and, and reciprocate and try and hold a conversation that way. I think you take things as off-base as humanly possible and to turn it into something else. So give, give me an example. I'll give you an example. This conversation right now, I'm talking about you taking things and perverting them. And your response is to talk about how women's breasts being the right shape or size for feeding infants specifically is not perverted. I mean, that's just kind of evolution. I... <laughs> Okay, you're, I'm completely lost now as to where you're at, and you've proven my point. <laughs> give me another example. <laughs> you give me an example about how you're not perverted. When, give, <laughs> you want me to prove a negative? You give me a time that you didn't pervert something that we had a conversation about. So, there's a time where you said, I'm hungry. I want to order some pizza. I said, okay. <laughs> that's that's not even a true thing. That never happened. <laughs> you never got hungry. You never said, I want to order a pizza. I wouldn't say that. Do you know how many pizzas you ordered at your old house? A lot, but I never said, I want to order a pizza. There's no way I ever said that. I think you're, I think you're completely perverting everything that I've ever said. Okay, okay. Well, let's come up with another example here. Hey, Nate, do you want to record our podcast? Yeah, sure. You came up with a podcast idea. <laughs> Did I? Yes. Oh, yeah, but you said one time we know just in the middle. Of it. You want to record a podcast? I'm listen, like, yeah, sure. listen to our pilot episode where you're the one convincing me that we need to record. I thought I, I thought you were the one that convinced me. No, you were like, and if this is the best thing in the world, then we'll keep it. Because I was saying we're never going to release this shit because it's going to sound awful. Because I'm sick, I have no energy, I'm a hundred miles away from you, and you made the, you were making the case that that's not that we should be putting it out. You know, actually, that kind of sounds right. That that kind of makes sense because, uh, yeah, I was the one that was like, I should have been all about the audio, but I wasn't. So that's like out of character for me. So what's wrong with me? 
I don't know. Am I perverted? You perverted your own mind. Fuck. You perverted your own perversion, so you were on track. Yeah, that's a little that's a little scandalous. Man, you really came full circle <laughs> in that. But but as I was saying, everyone else is perverted too. Okay. In, in conversations I have with people just in general, like the conversation will always go from one thing to the other. Like you say one thing and people will purposely like misinterpret it. And it, it's kind of a way of just getting along socially, I think. But it's also like, you know, we, we all do it. Like we, there's certain things we want to talk about and there's certain things we don't want to talk about. So I might say something and maybe they're not interested in that. So then they latch onto one aspect of that. Like uh, maybe I was driving and some person uh, was driving this Honda Civic and, you know, cut me off and I got super mad at them and flipped them off and so on and so forth. And they might not be interested in any of that conversation except for the Honda Civic. And they might say, oh, yeah, Honda Civic. That, I heard this nice car. I was actually thinking about getting one. So I don't have that same issue. I think that for the most part, when I'm having a conversation with people, they don't like to pivot. So I think that's a symptom of you being perverted is that you have a way of framing things that makes other people switch around what they're saying altogether and change the conversation. I think the perversion, if you're always seeing perversion from other people, maybe it's within you. Oh, I'm not seeing it from other people. I'm seeing it from, oh, actually I am, but it's from like, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Okay. Between the two of us on this show, how many times have I talked about a porn star having sex with an actress? About six times. And how many times have you talked about Dito Angel enough that I know her fucking name and I've never seen her before? You haven't seen her before? No. D- dude, like, you have your phone. Dito Angel and Aubrey Plaza. Like, I know that's a fantasy of yours. Do you know any of my fantasies? I guarantee you don't. Uh, Kristen Stewart and... Um... No. <laughs> You're already wrong. <laughs> So, do you see my point? You're a pervert. You're openly a pervert to everybody. Well, no, not openly. I, I hide it pretty well in everyday life, uh, which I don't think hide is the word, but you know, there's certain contexts where you can bring up this kind of stuff, which is, like, I think in this kind of open, flow in conversation, I think, you know, kind of bringing up sex is kind of, uh, kind of fun and kind of engaging. I think sex is very interesting, so it's something I'm very open to discussing. Uh, but not in like a judgmental way necessarily. I kind of like it's boring topic in, like generally, which is why I kind of liked having uh, Jason on from Shit Happens When You Party Naked. Okay, if there's anybody in this world that's a pervert, <laughs> you just you just said his name. Like in Jason Almay of Shit Happens When You Party Naked is the number one pervert I've ever met in my life. You know, when we had that one little uh, meetup at the, where was it again? The New Hampshire Audubon in Concord, New Hampshire for the podcast New Hampshire 2018 meetup. Actually, the one prior to that, it wasn't the meetup exactly, but it was like the uh, thing outside with all the beer. Oh, okay. That was at the Bearded Sinners Club. Uh, we were at the uh, we were at a brewery based in Nashua, New Hampshire, and uh, we were doing a charity event. Yeah. So at that event, uh, Jason was there, and it's like uh, we started talking, and then about a minute in, we start talking about porn, and he's like, "You know, I should have expected this to be." us to be talking about this like a minute into the conversation you know talking to you Pepin mm-hmm. so you might have a point there but that's something that Jason wait, wait, wait. Jason Almay said that you're perverted <laughs> wow that says a lot Nathan but I don't think this meets like the colloquial definition of pervert though because I, I think I would say I'm interested in sex and sexuality and kind of discussing that those topics I think I'm more open than most people like most people you have to get them behind like closed doors but with me, and also I've had many conversations with people where people have brought up different things. 
I don't know how many conversations I've had with uh, female coworkers in the past where they start talking about the kind of porn they watch, which is kind of strange. Mm-hmm. I didn't bring it up at all because that's, you know. Doesn't it, that say more about you than anybody else? The fact that they've if, brought up porn to me. <laughs> yes. If you're the only one that has the experiences like this, that that says more about you than anybody else. I'm very open to discussing things. I don't judge people for that. See? Exactly my point. It's a lack of judgment? That, yeah. That's a bad thing? No, it's just perverted. Who says perversion's a bad thing? I mean, the general kind of notion is that a pervert is someone who goes out of the way to kind of do these things. So. Yeah, it sounds like you. Like Master Roshi. What? Master okay. Roshi. Okay. Dragon Ball Z. Okay. Or Dragon Ball, rather. So Master Roshi is the guy who is, you know, he's an old guy, but he gets really jacked sometimes. He does Kamehameha. He's who taught Goku how to do it. And he invented the entire concept of it. And exactly. So he, he just peeps on girls. Like, this is what he does. He, like, goes into, like, shower stalls mm-hmm. and kind of looks through, like, the you know, two peepholes and stuff. And he's just constantly looking at porno magazines in public and all this kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. that, I think, is the definition of a pervert. So someone who's – it's not that – I mean, they're very open about it, but they get caught all the time, and they're doing things which they shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. It's not meaning the social, like – acceptably standard or it's not meeting any sort of standards or for social interactions mm-hmm. whereas i think the other kind of thing which is where what i am is i think everyone else is this too i think everyone's just kind of repressing it or they're not honest about it because i think this happens you know if you go on the internet everyone's like me okay the internet is fucking perverted as hell yes so it- i think to say i'm just like everybody on the internet is disgusting i think that the first thing you think when you see any woman is whether you would fuck her or not that's what everyone thinks. I disagree. That, no. That, okay, maybe not, you know, uh, heterosexual females or, you know, gay men or, you know, those kind of categories. But, you know, I think generally people think that. And I'm judging this based off what I see on the internet, also what I see with comedians, and also just talking to people in general. Okay, yeah. so your basis of reality is whatever's on the internet or whatever a comedian says. So what a comedian says and what they get a reaction to, because what they get a reactions to are like hard truths, like kind of put into a comedic context. Like people laugh because they feel anxiety and they the anxiety gets released through laughter. I, I have a whole theory about comedians that's completely, we're not going to get into that now, but <laughs> the, the, rabbit hole. <laughs> the, the, lowest, the lowest basis I can put it on is that if you're in a setting where you're expected to laugh, people are going to laugh. If the same exact comedy set was put in a really in the wrong setting, people wouldn't laugh. I think that laughter begets laughter and that that's why a lot of jokes land that otherwise wouldn't land or aren't really that funny. That actually has an interesting point because there's a whole mathematical thing with that. Like, uh, but, but anyway, so I think there's some elements of that, but I also think that a lot of what successful comedians do is they get at like kind of the heart of humanity, which is, uh, Joe Rogan has a joke where it's like, uh, you know what the first thing I think when I see a girl with glasses on? I wonder what it would look like if I came on those glasses. Mm-hmm. And he's a pervert. He is he is conducting the general zeitgeist of the internal lives of people. I 100% disagree. I think that it, even if somebody is saying things as honestly as they possibly can, it's from their own distorted point of view. And is not necessarily a an amalgamation of all all of humanity, of all men to say all men think that first. I just disagree from my own personal standpoint as myself as an example. Well, I mean, any, anything we say all men or anything like that, it's it you can't make statements like those. And you started this goddamn thing by making that statement. I was trolling. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
fucking pervert. But uh, <laughs> but in, in general, like anything you talk about, you have to assume some sort of you know probability curve or some sort of uh, normal distribution because you know most people will fit into this thing. But some people won't, and some people will be extra, like Master Roshi kind of uh, spectrum. Mm-hmm. So some people, they're not going to have any kind of reaction to this, and that's to be expected. Some people, they can uh, withstand, withstand tons and tons of pain. Most people have a normal pain tolerance, and then other people have, like, like no pain tolerance. Like, you know, just a little, like, you know, touch on them. It's like, ow, ow, that hurt. Mm-hmm. And same kind of thing with, you know, getting distracted and having, uh, you know, a, what, what do you call it, uh like seeing anything of a sexual nature or anything that could be potentially seen as sexual, you know, just kind of seeing that or out of the ordinary, I would say, because I think a lot of the thing I was talking about where you see like uh, some ass crack hanging out and just looking at that, I think it's just something that's unusual. Like the same thing if there's like a fire out there or maybe some tree fell down or just anything just kind of unusual in in the setting. You look at it and it's like, huh, that's weird. Nate, no. So I think you go out of your way to see situations such as an ass crack hanging out. I, I don't. I'd, I've seen differently. How so? There was that time that there was an ass crack and you were standing there, pulled your dick out. I don't think this is a real circumstance. That wasn't a real one. That no. Was a, that was a fake one. No, I I mean, th- there's a difference between, like, you know, maybe going on the internet and looking out things because mm-hmm. you know that's for public consumption usually uh like if you look for like porn that's one thing if you're just, you know just in your own room but if you are out in public and you're kind of looking out for that that's kind of being master roshi which is i think is not very good but if on the other okay so i think everyone's been through this experience from time to time maybe there's some really cute girl you see and maybe you uh you, you kind of like you know, swing by to get a better look, but you don't do it creepily. You kind of do it just very kind of like uh, nonchalantly, and you don't put too much attachment to it. But if you go all master roshi and you kind of like try to get the best angle by, you know, sitting down and under her skirt or something, you know, that's definitely a bit too much. Okay, that that's undeniably a bit too much. But I think going out of your way in any capacity to to get a better look is is perverted. I don't think it's perverted because I think perverted is like on the other end of the spectrum. I think that you're, I think that you're putting perverted way too far away, and because you don't want to be close to it, but really it's a lot closer to you than you want it to be. Well, what I'm saying is, if it's a bad thing, so if you're looking at perversion as in bad, you know, it's, it's a negative aspect, then I'm not very close to that. But if perverted is in the sense that people are just kind of sexual and they seek out kind of sexual things then I think it's all over the place because just based off my interactions with people, I manage a staff like of all females and all of them went out of the ways to uh, check out the cute guys through the drive-thru and ca- check out the cute guys at the cash, you know, at the front. Mm-hmm. Like th- they all did that and they told me stories about how they saw a cute guy and then they just wanted to like, you know, see their ass or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like I- I've been around people enough to know this is how people like act. And, you know, maybe they're not open to it for with certain people, but Maybe they're opening with me. Maybe maybe that's why I know about this. But or maybe they're just trying to tell you what you they think that you would want to hear because that's how you would connect with them, and they're just trying to connect with you. So they're like, I know Nate is a fucking pervert, so I'm gonna say perverted things to him because then he'll like me. Well, no, I don't think that. I mean, maybe there's a chance they're sucking up to me, but I don't, I don't think so in this way. Mm-hmm. I think more that uh, if if it's anything, they feel like they're. 
Like, the problem is if you talk about any kind of, like, sexual subject, if you're a female to a guy, that guy is going to think that you're hitting on them. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're not. You're just trying to, like, you know, just be, like, an average person. Just kind of, you know, voice your normal thoughts about, you know, I saw this guy who's really cute. He had a nice chest. And, you know, his jawline was super cool. I, you know, I kind of want to suck his dick. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just trying to voice a normal thought they're having. But uh, if you say it to, you know, almost anybody, they're like, you know, I have a dick you could suck. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what they say. Uh, have you seen like Tinder? Like no, no, no. They, they, like the stuff that happens on there is crazy. But isn't that the point of certain? There's certain places that you know that that's what you're to expect. Like when you go on the internet, you know the culture you're to expect. Mm-hmm. But I think when you seek out specific cultures such as that, or you create those cultures in and of yourself, then that makes you a part of that culture. And if that culture is perverted, then it's perverted. I think that you as a culture. Me as a culture? You as a, as a, when somebody knows that they're going to be spending time with you, they know what to expect for the culture in general. They know what to expect from you. It's perversion. I don't know. Because if they know what to expect, then it's like not perversion because it's kind of like it's a context. I mean, it's kind of just like. So, so you're saying that Master Roshi, because you know he's perverted, he's not perverted? Well, no, because he's interfacing with people who aren't entering into that context. Mm-hmm. Like, if you come into my own, let's say you come into my house right here, yeah, and you know who I am, you know how what I'm like, mm-hmm. and then uh, you, you know you experience what I'm like. You enter into that context. You entered into my house. So if you go to Master Roshi's house, all of a sudden he's not perverted anymore. I mean, you're entering into that context in the same uh-huh. way. That's that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that you have the context of perversion. Uh, so you're entering into the context. It's not perverted because perverted. So this this is getting like into semantic game, which is unfortunate. It always does Be- because we keep flipping back and forth between perversion being bad and mm-hmm. perversion being like normal. No, no, no. I think you in your head are doing that. Like I'm you're not... perverting the conversation in your own head. I've been on the same track the whole time. See, this is another way you're using perversion because using it in a sexual way, but also just like changing the subject. Hey guys. Gaslighting's a real thing, and this is how you do it like a professional. You've been learning. This has been learning with Meter. Uh, also, I've been trolling a little bit here, and you can tell Meter's getting a little upset. So I am absolutely so comfortable right now <laughs> in this very hot room. There's dicks all over the wall. <laughs> They're very large dicks, though. But I don't. I don't go for the small ones. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Ethan. Have you ever noticed how everything looks like a dick or a vagina? It, so I think this is one thing I really hate because uh, I've had conversations with art students and they start going down that line mm-hmm. and they'll start talking to me about how like skyscrapers are like a uh, fallacies that they're phallic and how like fallacies. No, but, I think they're fake. I don't think they really exist, but they're but they, logical. But they say that like skyscrapers are like you know symbols of masculine male members and blah blah blah. It's a symbol of the patriarchy and so on and so forth. And mm-hmm. it's like, no, not everything has to be a penis. Like they look at like certain like hardware, like hoses, and like that's a penis right there. Like I don't know why they're forcing this kind of male misogyny on me. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's, it's it's why shouldn't why can't things be more like oval shaped like a vagina? It's like, well, because you're putting this sexual kind of thing onto it like it's not actually there mm-hmm. like if you look at a building you say that looks like a penis like, i mean i guess you could like kind of squint your eyes a bit and say yeah it does but 
It's not like it's designed to look like a penis. Hi, I'm Hannah. And I'm Courtney. And we'd like to introduce you to Damn You Diary. A podcast that chronicles our epic attempts to squash bad karma. And tell you stories of our seemingly mundane lives. You can find us at podcastnh.com. Or on our website at damnyoudiary.com. Cheers! Remember that time in college when I made that exact argument against a teacher who was saying that every single thing was either a penis or a vagina? Yep, that was uh, for the book Iana, which mm-hmm. is like some sort of, it's like one of the first books ever written or something like that, or that they can tell. And yeah, everything was a penis or a vagina. And She was showing like pottery and like a whole bunch of things. And she's like, yeah, and that, the whole purpose of that was a penis. And that one's a vagina. And that's a v- vagina with a penis in it. Yep, and you know I don't. I think some of that's valid because I think that you know cultures are very interested in sex. I mean, a lot of th- things we see are, are based around sex in these ways. But I, I don't think it was there to that extent that she was saying. Definitely not. I th- I think there's something with art that's there's whatever the original artist intent may have some. It it may mean something, but what you get out of it means something as well. Like if you're seeing penises and vaginas everywhere, then that says more about you than it does about the artist. Mm-hmm. Unless the artist is literally drawing a cock. You know, it's like uh, when I was talking to Chelsea, who was on our podcast about art a while ago. Uh, she was I don't, I don't know if this is what recorded or not, but uh, she made the point, or she she shared her experience about being in art school and how. There was just penises and vaginas just drawn everywhere. Like people dressed up as penises and vaginas a lot of times, but like they they do it did it everywhere. Like it, it was just a whole penis and vagina campus. And if anyone's a pervert, I think they are definitely beyond me. Okay, so it's Master Roshi, art <laughs> students, Nathan Pepin. That is the perversion scale. So let's put Jason Almy above me. Okay, Jason Almy, <laughs> Master Roshi. <laughs> Art students, Nathan Pepin. Uh, I just want one more to be between that. Um, let's say, who's that guy? Pepe Le Pew. Okay. Well, yeah, he was like, yeah, he was real gross. So he's he's a level, I think, maybe below Master Roshi. Okay. But, uh, yeah. Because he, he was just kind of romancing people in a way. You know, very, very... Uh, Okay, it was sexual harassment, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. The, it wasn't the same as Master Roshi. Whereas Master Roshi is like uh, invading people's privacy, like mm-hmm. putting like peepholes uh, in like showers and looking through them and stuff like that. He is just uh, going ham with trying to get a girl. Like he is super persistent. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's the comedy of it is taken to it's, that kind of persistence is taken to like a extreme level where it's kind of comedic, but. If you look at it, like, realistically, like, if you try to take it literally, it's definitely kind of sexual harassment because she is definitely not into it. Yeah. Uh, I hate those sexual harassment skunks. Did <laughs> <laughs> this sound like a, like a transition or something? Like, like a segue? <laughs> Listen, I have my thesis. Uh, I wrote it for my honors course in college. It's called Sexual Harassment Skunk. <laughs> it's actually my... Oh, my God. So I, I don't think I'm a pervert on, in, in a bad way. I think I'm like everyone else. I think I'm just more open to discussing sexuality and kind of sexual things than other people. I think people pick up on that sometimes. And they, I think Master Roshi would say the same thing. I don't have... I'm not a pervert. I'm just more open to t- talking about it. And who cares if I look at porn in public? Everyone does it. I'm just not ashamed. So That's a Master Roshi argument? I don't look at porn in public, number one. 
but number two, I don't have conversations around sexuality with most people. Uh, it's only with a select number of people, and these are people who usually bring it up first. Mm-hmm. And uh, we usually have conversations, and I'm very good at respecting boundaries. Now, on this show, we're trying to not respect boundaries. We're trying to talk about anything mm-hmm. and just be ourselves. And, you know, this is if this was not a good conversation, like if bringing up sexual things was not appropriate, then we wouldn't bring it up, which is why it doesn't happen in most of our podcasts. But in podcasts where we have the right kind of people, i.e. Uh, Jason, mm-hmm. you know, it gets brought up because it can be expanded upon and it's not really judged. Wait, it's, is Chelsea a pervert? Uh I, th- I think she is, but she doesn't realize it because, like, she didn't seem, like, really opposed to, like, talking about dicks and vaginas. But she was not opposed in the sense of talking about in sense to art. Mm-hmm. If it's just talking about, like, hey, that's a nice rack, you know, that's different than, man, these racks are so beautiful. But every So every time we've ever seen a, a woman that you found attractive out in public, you've always made comments about their tits and ass to me. Afterwards, you've been like, oh, man, she had such a sweet butt. I, lo- I would like that, but yeah, yeah, that's my whole point that I'm a heterosexual male that you make spe- that you could have a full 30 minute conversation with a woman and walk away and be like, she had a great, butt. it's all about the butt and it's not about, you know, her mind or her opinions or, uh, any, anything else, her, oh. her, her aptitude at, I think there would be more takeaways than that uh, in general. I don't I don't think it's a realistic kind of context. If it's a two-minute conversation, okay, maybe that's the takeaway. Mm-hmm. But if it's a 30-minute conversation, then that's probably not the takeaway. Uh, that's the takeaway that you're expressing. And what we are as an individual is both what we have internally and what we put externally. But I put more weight on what's external because that's what exists in the universe. When we die, when we no longer have the internal who we are in our brain because we're dead all that matters all that exists anymore is what we've put out into the universe and i think you have put out more perversion into the universe than non-perversion like i've thought about death a lot and it's like with like car crashes like what if we were just like driving and we got into a car crash and died that'd be terrible it would be and that's a really perverted thing for you to say I'm trying to talk about who you are as an individual and you turned it into dying in a car crash. I think we need to put up like a Facebook poll. Is Pepin a pervert? And we that will be the facts. Like that'll just be the answer is whatever people say. If you want to be a part of this uh, of this survey, if you will, of this this voting period, is Pepin a pervert? Check us out on our Facebook page. Facebook.com slash we need to talk show. I mean, we need like more options though. Is Pepin a pervert? Is Meter a pervert? Are we all perverts? I'm a pervert. Master Roshi's a pervert. Okay, well, then you need to be able to select multiple options because those are not mutually exclusive. Is Master Roshi a pervert? <laughs> is Pepin a pervert? The answer is yes. And we also have a Twitter. It's at twitter.com slash WNTT1. And of course, you can always find us on podcastnh.com. And uh, was that thing that we were doing talking? Yeah. Oh, okay. We should do more of that sometime. Okay. We need to talk? Nailed it. (laughs) Got it in one. (laughs) Hi, this is Joe from the No Sitting on the Sideline Dad podcast. The podcast about a journey of discovery we're trying to figure out what are we supposed to do in this world? 
You can find this podcast and many more podcasts like this over at podcastnh.com. And also you can find this podcast on Apple iTunes or Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. This time on We Need to Talk. Help, help. Timmy fell down the well. Are <laughs> doing this again? <laughs> Same exact one. Same exact one. <laughs> help, help. Sandra fell down the shaft. Fuck you, Sandra. You deserve that. Oh, man. How dare you talk about my daughter that way? Guitars, love, and freedom. More and more on this episode. <laughs> more and more on this episode. Do dogs have ears? Is is your keyboard plugged into a Ethernet cable? What? <laughs> you see how your keyboard has your oxygen keyboard leaning up against the wall? Mm-hmm. You see how it has an Ethernet cable plugged into it? <laughs> no. You're like, I'm gonna direct wire my keyboard so I can surf the web with my keyboard. I mean I guess it kinda looks like that from a certain angle. It's a musical keyboard. Okay. I think you can actually do that though. I think they're are some protocols where you can like use Ethernet for that kind of stuff. That's wild. If you want to, I don't think it's used, but I feel like I've seen it somewhere where instead of using uh, USB cables or MIDI cables, you use Ethernet cables. That's wild. It's just data, though. Yeah, but why would you want to do that? Because it's no way that's more efficient. They're cheap. Like yeah, and the USB isn't. I guess maybe in like 1997. They also lock, so they by nature they lock into mm. place. Oh, okay. So that's a little bit nicer. You sold me. I'm going to only buy Ethernet from now on. Is there a USB to Ethernet switcher? Uh, I think there is, actually. All right. Well, I'm going to buy seven of them for all my USB uses. (laughs) You you, you might have to have something that interfaces with it, though. A computer. Okay. There we go. Nailed it.